Welcome to Toredi Mecha Parsha with the OU Women's Initiative. My name is Elisheva Kamenetsky, and today we will be studying Parshat Ekev. Parshat Ekev is the third Parsha of Sefer Devarim. The Ramban explains that Moshe included in Sefer Devarim specific mitzvot and past recollections so that B'nai Israel can learn from them for the future. Once again in this parsha, we have mitzvot described and values imparted that will enhance B'nai Yisrael's relationship with each other and with Hashem in the future. In Parshat Akev, Moshe continues his closing address to the children of Israel just days before his death, promising them that if they fulfill the mitzvot of the Torah, they will prosper in the land they are about to conquer and settle in, Eretz Yisrael, keeping with God's promise to their forefathers. We see again in this parsha that Moshe knows his people well. They are the nation he has shepherded all of these years. He knows not only what they have done in the past, but he understands who they are as people and where their weaknesses lie. He cares deeply about them and speaks to them as a loving father who wants only the best for his children. Moshe rebukes them for their prior failings till now as a people, recalling their worship of the Egel, the golden calf, the rebellion of Korach, the sin of the spies, the angering of Hashem at Kivrot Hatava. You have been rebellious against God, he says to them, since the day I knew you. But he also speaks of God's forgiveness of their sins, of the second tablets, the Luchot Shniot, which Hashem inscribed and gave to them following their tshuva, their repentance, reminding us of Hashem's kindness and the gift of a second chance that he always offers us. Their 40 years in the desert, says Moshe to the people, during which Hashem sustained them daily with the man, the manna from heaven, was to teach them that man does not live on bread alone, but by the utterance of God's mouth does man live. Ki lo al halechem levado yichya ha'adam, ki al pi Hashem yichya ha'adam. As Ramban described in his introduction to the book of Devarim, the man is another example of God's kindness to them, despite their rebellious behavior in the desert. While the man and all that Hashem provided for us in the desert is certainly a kindness from Hashem, Moshe also refers to it as a test from God. In Perikhet Pasuk Bet, what was the test in a life where all was cared for? After all, the man arrived on their doorstep each and every day. The Pasa continues and says that life was pretty simple. Your clothing did not wear out, did not crease, did not get worn out for the whole 40 years in the Midbar. And your feet did not swell as would be natural for people who were, fly, who were living in the, in the desert for 40 years. What then was the test, the challenge of the life in the Midbar and of the man in particular. The Ramban and the Svarnu have a machlokas about a debate as to where the challenge lay with the man. According to the Ramban, 
the man was a great challenge. Ki nisayon gadzolahem, shelo yadu eitzal linafsham, vayichnesu bamidbar hagadzol lo makom lechem, ve'en biadam klum. Aval yarad davar yom biyomo, v'cham hashemesh v'imash. Says the Ramban, the challenge lay in the fact that the cupboards were bare. There were no storehouses for their food. Yes, it's true, the man came every day to their doorstep, but any leftovers would immediately melt from the hot sun. And they went to bed at night hoping, perhaps trusting and assuming that the man would fall again the next day. But there were no guarantees. There was nothing that they could rely on just in case. According to the Ramban, this mindset was very challenging. There was a lot of anxiety for the people. They could not depend on themselves. There was nothing they could do. They were completely and totally in the hands of Hashem, and there was no control of their own on the situation. Many of us can relate to this kind of test. We like to know that we've checked all of the boxes, that we've prepared for any eventuality, and that due to our own efforts, everything will be okay. The Svarnu suggests that the test lay in a little bit of a different manner, although interestingly alludes to a similar theme. According to the Svarno, the test of the man coming to your doorstep each and every day was the following. Will we stay committed to God when everything is so easy, literally handed to us on a silver platter? Because after all, B'nai Yisrael didn't have to work at all. There was no sweat or toil involved in preparing their food or clothing all of the years in the Midbar. The Svartus suggest that the test of remaining committed and dedicated to God didn't become because the Mun experience was hard or stressful for B'nai Yisrael, but actually the opposite. The test lay in the ease and convenience of the Mun. Because we feel the need for God we feel closest to God when we are most vulnerable. With the experience of the man and B'nai Yisrael's overall experience in the Midbar, says the Svarnu, there was very little vulnerability. One was never exhausted, tired, sweaty, challenged, stressed about how they were going to get the man. The man just showed up with ease and convenience at their doorstep. This Svarno is something which to me always points out that life is full of tests. There are the tests, as the Ramban suggests, of scarcity when we don't have, when we're scared that we won't be able to produce. And that is the test of looking for and seeking God as opposed to turning away from him in light of the scarcity. The Svarno points out that even within blessings, there are tests. When life is good, easy, convenient, we need to be sure that we do not neglect God or turn our backs 
on God, the source of everything. We see this theme continuing in the next few psukim. In Pasukhet, Moshe describes the land they are about to enter as blessed with the Shivat Haminim, the seven kinds of produce, wheat, barley, grapevines, figs, pomegranates, olive oil, and dates. Rav Elchanan Samet points out that these seven products fall into two categories. In fact, in the Pasuk, they are divided by the word Eretz. Category number one, Eretz chita usa'ora v'gefen te'ina v'rimon. Eretz zeit shemen u'dvash. Rabbi Samet points out the first group that lies between the two words Eretz, the two mentions of the word land, are actually all natural produce. Wheat, barley, grapes, figs, excuse me, dates and pomegranates. And the last category are made up of that which man produces from the gifts of nature. Zeit shemen, olive oil, udvash, honey. He also points out that there's a clear chiastic structure in these psukim. All of the, the, psuk, the listings prior to the, se, the seven species that are listed here, the psukim there are all about nature, streams and fountains. And in the psukim that follow afterwards, there are references to that which man makes from the land, that which he mines, and that which the earth produces. Why are there two distinct categories in the descriptions of Eretz Yisrael's produce? The parsha acknowledges that it's human nature, that when man impacts upon something, when he takes that which is natural and produces something further from it, he's going to feel a sense of pride and accomplishment. And it is therefore that the Torah warns us that we need to be careful not to forget or neglect God as the source for everything. In fact, this is the way God has made the world in general. He blesses us with raw materials, natural talents, skills, intellect, personality traits, and it's up to us to impact the world and come closer to him with those gifts. But within that blessing comes a test, as the Svarno suggests, was the test of the man. Will we remember that it all, both the raw materials and what we make of our lives, could not happen without Hashem? Or will we, God forbid, forget Hashem and believe that it's all our power and our might? Moshe warns us against that potential and tendency in the next few psukim. Pasuk Yer Aleph, Hishamer Lecha, Pentishkach et Hashem Elokecha, Levilti Shmar Mitzvotav, Umishpatav Chukotav, Asher Enochi Mitzavcha Hayom. Be sure, take care, lest you forget Hashem and you fail to keep his mitzvot, which I have enjoined you today. Pasuk Yud Zayin, V'yamarta Bilvavecha, Kochi V'otsem Yodi, Osali Etachayel Hazeh. And you will say to yourselves, my own power and might of my own hand has won all of this success for me. You must remember that God is the one who has given us the power to do all that we do. In this context, within these psukim lies the biblical command for benching, 
or grace after meals. Pasuk Yud. V'yachalta v'savata u'beirachta et Hashem lokecha al aret ha-tova asher natan lecha. Asher natan lach. When you have eaten your fill, give thanks to God, your Lord, for the good land which he has given you. Why do we bless Hashem after eat? we eat? After all, we already bless Hashem before we eat. Thank you. Perhaps we, why is it necessary to bless him afterwards? I'd like to suggest that this mitzvah is really a reflection of this warning that Moshe has for B'nai Yisrael. V'yachalta v'savata, bless God when you are full. The full stomach mentality is the mentality of not feeling vulnerable. That's the Svarnu suggests was the test of the man. Moshe reminds us that even when we are satisfied, we need to seek God. We need to acknowledge his goodness and kindness that we don't often deserve. We today may no longer be eating man in the desert, but within the blessings of produce and productivity that surround us, we are still tested to seek out Hashem from a place of all of the blessing. Moshe knew that B'nai Israel needed to hear this as they entered the land and would begin mining and plowing the land themselves. But of course, these messages apply to us today as well. We have much to be proud of as a nation and individually, but we must never forget that our strength and the strength of Israel comes from the relationship with Hashem and our covenant with Him, the Torah. As the Navi Hoshea taught, Kichu imachem divarim v'shuvu el Hashem. May we take the lessons of Sefer Devarim and Parshat Ve'ekev in particular and use them to bring us closer to Hashem and His Torah. Thank you for studying together with the OU Women's Initiative.